Welcome to Jim Galliano's Building a Better Web Presence podcast. Build something better with less moving parts, less overhead, and less headaches. Hey everyone, this is Jim Galliano, and thanks for joining me for today's podcast episode. It's September 7th. Happy September to everybody out there. You know, usually I record these podcasts one to three days before I release them. And today I found myself thinking about the fact that the final quarter of the year is just right around the corner. September is, to me at least, sort of a buffer month between the fall and the summer. Especially here where I live, where the temperatures are still in the 90s just about every day. At least during the daytime, 90 to 92 degrees. And just looking at the fact that there is going to be very shortly the holiday season, which is coming upon us, and then another year. And there's always that lull, too, right after Christmas and before New Year. And to be honest, I'm not even sure how I feel about all that this year. It's one of the first times where usually I'm looking forward to the holiday season or there's something that I'm thinking about that I want to do. But sometimes, especially this year more so, it feels like we're on a fast-moving train. And as we look out the window, the months are like the scenery that we're just passing by. I wonder how those of you listening feel about it. Did you have a good year? Was 2022 good to you and your family? I'd love to hear about it. If you want, send me an email. You can connect with me at my website, jimgalliano.com, or on social media, wherever you like. And uh, But if you want to take the time, sure, I will read your email. I'll respond to you. I read all of my emails. I used to have somebody that would kind of filter them for me, but I have my filters set up pretty well now, so usually the important stuff gets to me right away. Now, I think most people are in a place where even if everything was good in 2022, I know it was good for me, I know it was good for my household, but they do have family and friends who are facing some challenging times right now, or facing some threats on the not-too-distant horizon that they're maybe not quite used to facing. So let me add something here that I think is important. If you're in business for yourself, I'm guessing most of you are or are getting ready to be or you're in there somewhere, you have the potential. I don't know if you realize this or not or or spend much time thinking about it, but you have the potential to increase your income in ways that really isn't possible for the average person to do. In other words, if you put a new system in place, you get your marketing kind of dialed in better. 12 months from now, you can be in a completely different place financially than you are right now. Matter of fact, it can happen within the next six months. And I know, of course, for some people it happens very quickly. But I'm just saying on average, that's not possible for the average person that's just out there in the world. I don't care if if they have a salary that's decent or whatever it is. When we have all of the bad news like we see today, the increased cost of living, the increased cost of housing, of energy, of fuel, of all of these things, inflation eats into our profits. And it puts us in a place, no matter how much money you have or don't have, where when all is said and done at the end of the week or at the end of the month, you have less than you did last year or the year before. And so for a lot of people who are making just enough money to get by, they're no longer making just enough money to get by. And some of that money that they used to spend on things, maybe for enjoyment, they've had to cut back. And still for other people, 
I was just talking to somebody the other day where they paid a certain bill all at once, all up front for the entire year. And now they're in a place, unfortunately, where they're forced to pay a monthly bill instead of taking that big chunk of cash and paying it all at once. And so whether you're in one of those places that's kind of a gray area where you're not sure if things are going to break in the direction that you want them to, or you're already find, or you already find yourself struggling, if you work for yourself, I just want you to realize that the potential that you have is head and shoulders above the potential that the average person has uh, in the world around you today. And I think it's really easy to forget, especially if you've been in business for yourself and you're struggling for a while, that the efforts that you make, the daily progress that you make towards building a better business, a lot of times what happens is we make these incremental changes and it's like a steady drip. We don't really see the result of those efforts. And it can be frustrating and it can be time consuming. It can take some time. However, suddenly a breakthrough occurs as a result of all those little incremental changes piling up. And that's what I see as the norm for the average person who is in business for themselves, where suddenly they're in one position and then the next year, 12 months later, everything has completely changed. And so your success not only benefits you, but it can help your extended family. It can help the people around you, the people you care about, your friends, your neighbors, whoever. Your success can have a ripple effect on the people you care about the most. Now, for years, I've heard people say, and I've said this myself, all I need is just enough to be able to do this or that, or all I need is maybe another $1,000 a month, or, or whatever it is. Maybe it's a small, smaller number. And when they say things like that, when I've said things like that, I've just been thinking about myself and my immediate household. So when you think about how much you need, a lot of times, especially if you're struggling, you, you think to yourself, I'm not really asking for a lot. All I want to be able to do is to pay my bills, live in a safe or secure home, and you know have food to eat. I'm not really, I don't want to build an empire. I don't want to build my own kingdom. And, and that sounds nice on the surface. All of that sounds nice. And I'm not saying that you should want to build a kingdom. But what I'm saying is that if you think limited, and please don't be mad at me because I've thought this way myself before, but let me just give you an alternative way of looking at it. If you make more than you need, then you're able to have an impact in the lives of other people. If you're making just what you need, then not only do you not have the ability to help someone who may really need the help, but you also have the ability to make a lasting impact in someone's life. Imagine this. Imagine that someone you care about is a single mom or a single dad and they're working two jobs and they still don't have enough money to do much of anything. They're barely surviving. And maybe they're behind on their credit card bills and that's hurting them. Imagine being able to write out a check for 1000 or $5,000 and give it to them and say, hey, this is a gift for you. It's to help you and your kids out. Uh, don't worry about it. You don't have to pay me back. Imagine being able to do that. That's what I mean by thinking maybe a little bit bigger that if you succeed and it's not only possible, not only plausible, but it's realistic because other people who probably know less than you do, who probably have less experience in life than you do, are doing it all the time in the online world today. 
small business owners that are taking advantage of the fact that we have the automations and we have the systems in place today to do what was impossible even 10 years ago. Not only to make money, but to be extremely successful with an online business. And you're not locked into any specific kind of online business either. I'm not saying that you have to do it, but you can only do it through e-commerce. Or that you have to do it and you can only do it by becoming an influencer. Or you can only do it by becoming a, a freelancer that sells higher-end services. You're not locked into any one specific thing. You could do it with with products that cost maybe a little higher on the on the higher end of the scale, or you could do it by selling multiple lower end products. I always recommend having products that fit all three buyer profiles: lower end, mid end, and high end. Why not? And so, you know, when you hear that, people get hope. People look around and say, "Hey, you know, I'm not working for a dead end company, or maybe I am, but." I have this possibility over here because I have a skill that people will pay me to do provide a service for them. So I'm saying all this because I encourage you to think a little bit bigger, especially now. I mean, how great would it be if you were able to not only pay your own bills, but to help out a maybe extended family member, maybe an aunt or an uncle or a grandparent or one of your friends that you went to school with that you know that's struggling and how nice would it be to be able to help them out and not need that money back again. You know, it's one thing to loan people money. Um, I know people that loan people money. Uh, they don't charge interest for it. They have quite a bit of money. That's great. That's awesome. But for the people that you really care about, how awesome would it be if you could just give them that money and they don't have to pay you back and it's not going to affect you? Now, I know a lot of you will do that. You'll give somebody 100 bucks, 50 bucks. You'll invite them over for dinner. You'll give them some food or whatever. All that's great. But to have a truly big impact, you need more than you need. Does that make sense? And so if you're looking for something to motivate you in your journey through the business world, I think that that's a pretty good motivator. Somebody become the kind of person who not only benefits from their success, but allows other people to benefit from their success as well. I'm not trying to be like condemn you if you've been thinking the other way. I have to tell you that for the most part, I would say for two thirds of my life, um, I was mainly in that mode where I was focusing on what I needed, you know, what the household needed and what maybe my, my parents needed, but I really didn't think much beyond that. And, you know, with time, I began to see that, wow, there are so many problems in the world. There's so many people struggling. How nice would it be to be able to um, sit down and write a check and give it to something or uh, maybe it's not a cause. Yeah, I, I'd rather just give it to a person, you know, because at least that if you give it to that person, you don't give it to an institution, you know that they're going to get 100% benefit out of the gift. Anyway, that's just me. So, um, you know, as one person put it, we're all main characters in our own stories. But the true fulfillment comes when we're in a place where we can help the people that we care about the most. Family, extended family, friends, people like that. Now, today's episode is brought to you by OneToManySystem.com. This is an evergreen strategy that you can learn you know, we're just talking about being able to transform what you're doing to be able to do it in six months or a year. 
And this is something that will enable you to do just that. It's an evergreen strategy that can transform any kind of business by automating many of the things that up until now have required a lot of ongoing time and effort to manually maintain. In other words, having the right systems and automation in place can transform any kind of business. We've seen this for decades now. We've seen where factories where used to employ dozens, some of them hundreds of people, huge factories, all of a sudden have the technology and automation to be able to replace those people. Now, that's a negative thing as far as when we look at the economy and people needing jobs go. But we're in 2022 now. And the change is going to happen whether we want it to, whether we agree with it, whether we miss the old days, or whether we're looking forward to the future. Wherever you are in it, this is the reality that we're in today. And the good thing about this specific reality is that you have the potential, you have the ability to work from home and to build an extremely successful business using automated tools without having to have a full-time staff working for you, without having to meet payroll with full-time employees. You can do this now as a solopreneur, as a single business owner. Maybe you have a partner. Maybe your partner is your spouse or your significant other or a friend or someone like that. The point is you don't have to build this overwhelming machine anymore. It can all be done with the lowest overhead, lower than has ever been possible in the history of business. You can work from home and you can be more successful than maybe even you believe to be possible right now. People are doing it all the time. There are more millionaires today and more millionaires that have been made just over the past five years. You know, it's one thing to become a millionaire and it takes you X number of years to get there, 10 years, 20 years. But there's people doing it now in less than five years. Think about that. Now, you'd probably be happy. Maybe you don't even need to be a millionaire. Maybe all you need is to make $100,000 a year or $200,000 a year, and you'd be set. So if they can do it, you can do it. And I, have to, I tell people this all the time. The people that are extremely successful in online business, these aren't you know, people that are have backgrounds in engineering and you know all these advanced degrees that do this. These are people that have services that they understand that are, have some kind of value. These are people, a lot of them just started out as freelancers selling services to other people online. And then they gradually began to employ automation, create digital products, many different things, working with groups of people instead of individual one-on-one until they began to scale their business to the point where not only was it making what they needed, but they were making, as I said earlier, more than they needed, and it really transformed their lives. So uh, one-to-many-systems.com, again, most systems will not give you the freedom to adjust what they're giving you towards your specific business type. It's a very narrow, very strict, very limited um, path forward. The one-to-many system is the opposite of that. Once you learn how the system works, you can adjust it to your own business. And like any other system, yes, you'll have to make some tweaks and do a little bit of experimenting with your product line or offering and things like that. But that that's so with any kind of business. Once you dial this in, then you'll have the closest thing to an autopilot business that's out there today. So I encourage you, if you haven't done it already, go ahead and check out one-to-many-system.com. Watch the complete webinar there. If you watch it all the way to the end, you can take advantage of a free time-limited offer. 
I think I'm going to put the brakes on that offer towards the end of this month, towards the end of September. So if you haven't already done so, go ahead and check that out. Now today I want to talk about what I was just leading into, the fact that a lot of people are solopreneurs, they haven't had their breakthrough yet, they have a skill, they have an ability, they're doing some kind of freelance work, they have a small agency business, maybe they have a course or two out there, and they have basically some foundational pieces, maybe two-thirds of them already in place, and they're ready to take that next leap. And they're looking at what they have, and they're starting to do the math, and they're thinking, is it really possible to grow my business, to wear multiple hats, to manage my time effectively as a single-person business owner? Or is this just really more hype, another recipe for disillusionment and burnout down the road? The answer to the question, can you grow your business as a solopreneur successfully, is yes, you can grow and you can scale your business without having to manage a team or without having a full-time group of employees. How you do this, however, will depend on three things. I'm talking about number one, your personal preferences. We'll go into that in just a minute. Number two, your experience. And number three, your budget. Look, we've all taken at least a handful of classes from the School of Hard Knocks. And some things, for whatever reason, you just have to learn the hard way. I know I've been there myself. The important thing is, is that sooner or later, you learn and you don't repeat the same stupid mistakes over and over again. Now, solopreneurs don't exactly have a storied history when it comes to success in the business world. Quite the opposite, actually. For many years, the average solopreneur fit the classic definition of being the overworked and underpaid business owner. But the past decade has changed everything. The mold has been completely broken. Today, we see more rags to riches stories with this group of business people than perhaps any other. I'm talking about individuals working from home quietly, or in some cases, maybe not so quietly, and building their wealth, being successful. So let's get into this uh, topic a little bit deeper. Hopefully, by the end of today's episode, you'll be able to see a clearer path forward for your own situation. Now, let's talk about personal preferences. Some of you are do-it-yourselfers. This can work for or against you at any given time. For example, if you don't have the budget to do something, a do-it-yourselfer can still get the job done. That's a plus. Other times, doing things yourself will cause you to lose momentum. I want you to try and recall just for a minute a failed project where you were trying to do too many things yourself. Isn't it true that you didn't have the time you thought you'd have once you got into the project? How many times are you going to repeat this mistake? Only you can answer that question. Will you repeat the same mistake the next time thinking that somehow magically things will be different? Will you continue to think that you have the time to do something when in reality you won't? Now here's where I think the disconnect comes. I know people that have time, but instead of using it to complete a project, listen closely. As it turns out, in reality, they need that time to recover from all of the other activities they were doing. So it's not that they don't have the time. It's not that it's an illusion. It's just that that time is needed to repair themselves mentally and in some cases physically, and they can't get the same type of quality work done simply because they don't have the energy to do it. Now, you could knock yourself and say, I, you know, I should have the energy, but for some reason I don't. It is what it is. 
I know because I've been there myself. I have time, but things aren't getting done. Why? Because I need that time to recover from all of the other things happening in life. So recognize the pattern and stop lying to yourself. Stop telling yourself that next time will be different. History shows otherwise. Your future success, on the other hand, hinges on changing the pattern. It can be as simple as that. Outsourcing work that you can do, but never seems to get done when you try and do it yourself. Now, if you're not a do-it-yourselfer, you have to rely on others. In some ways, you have an advantage going forward. You already know you need help. A job that you, know, you think will take maybe two weeks to complete, but if you're a do-it-yourselfer, six months later, it still has yet to be completed. If you're not a do-it-yourselfer, right from the beginning, you hand that off to someone else it's a one-off project most times, and two weeks later, you have the finished product in your hands. If you're not a do-it-yourselfer and you're working with a limited budget, you may not be in a place where you can purchase the most popular tech and tools that are on the market. Budget is always the X factor in all of this because we're talking about things like tools, technology, and automation. Most of the popular options out there may be out of reach for people who are either just getting started or those have been around for a while, but they're struggling when it comes to business growth and cash flow is a concern. Okay, let's talk a little bit about growing pains as it pertains to you as a solo business owner. I started my business in the late 1990s. Technology changed a lot and I was forced to hire people in order to expand and to manage all the missing pieces. I did what I could do in the, in the true spirit of being a solopreneur-minded person. I've always been that way, even though I've had teams of people around me over the years to support me and to pick up the slack. There was a time in my agency business in the early years where I held off hiring people for as long as possible. And then it got to the point where I couldn't take vacations or do things like that because none of the automated systems were in place that enabled me to carry on be on, easily be on the road. It's so easy to be on the road today or to travel as long as you can find an internet connection, which isn't difficult to find anymore, but that wasn't the case in the early 2000s like it is now. But yeah, I had to hire people and that's how I expanded. But as time went on, I began to discover tools that could replace employees. And I had mixed feelings about this because I did enjoy working with people and in my mind, success basically played out visually in the form of having a lot of employees. In, in my mind, I thought, well, there are certain um, visual elements that we associate with success, living in a nice house, driving a nice car, wearing nice clothes. You know how that goes. That dynamic is kind of uh, in the rearview mirror now. I know people that make a, you know, a small fortune every month but you'll never see them, well, I live here in Florida, but they're always wearing shorts and walking around in flip-flops and have old t-shirts and ratty baseball caps on. But that's another story for another time. I'm just saying that in, in my time growing up, the success was measured outwardly by certain visuals or having certain visuals or living in certain areas. And I'm glad all that's gone. I'm glad all that keeping up with... Uh, Everybody else is not the thing that people focus on anymore. Thank God, anyway, for that. But in the 80s and the 90s, it was just, it was a, a fast-paced, very visual-oriented time. But as the 2000s, the 2000s haven't been a great 
decade. <laughs> I think about it. I mean, we had 9-11 over here and then everything changed and uh, the United States kind of became a different place after that. I remember uh, before that time, but technology started to change things for the better. I will definitely say that. But I began to have mixed feelings about replacing people with technology because I enjoyed working with the people. But when the economy crashed and the time leading up to 2008, that coupled with some other challenging circumstances led me to seriously consider moving forward without having to manage a team of people anymore. And I have to say there is a negative side to managing people. People are people. Uh, sometimes people have unrealistic expectations. Some people have their feelings easily hurt. Sometimes people feel neglected. I mean, there's all kinds of problems and challenges that you can have if you're going to employ people. And so not having that was some, or the prospect of that, having got, I know what it's like to have good people working for you too. And I mean, they're like diamonds in the rough. When you find somebody who does a good job and that you enjoy working with, I think that depending on how many people you work around, you can probably count those uh, people on your fingers and still have them some fingers left over when all is said and done the people that really you enjoyed that made the whole experience that much better but th so that's what I started to do I started to experiment and unfortunately I at that point I was in a position where I had to let people go but then once the new technology and automations came on board then I I no longer needed to hire people for those positions anymore and I began to look at the type of business that I was in, which was an agency business. And there's more people that get burned out by this business than not. And it usually happens when they try and scale the business upward. They have to manage too many projects manually. They have their fingers in too many pies and they're stretched thin and they're chasing money. And I can just go right down the line. And I discovered that I could have all the benefits of owning an agency business but with automations in place. And yes, that means I wouldn't have a, a full service agency anymore, but also meant that I was making more money with less stress. And when you look at the two, it doesn't take you long to make a choice between one or the other. So I began by asking these questions. What time-consuming tasks do I currently do and can those tasks be automated? And today, when I first asked that question, it was about a decade, more than a decade ago, but when you ask that question today, the answer is almost always, yes, that task can be automated. That was a question, can this task be automated, that began a process in my own life, and I believe it'll be the same for you, which eventually changed my approach to online business altogether. Whatever your skill is, do you realize that you can document your process, and that process can be used, that documentation, to teach someone how to do whatever it is that you do? Now, let's just start out with the basics. I'm not even saying that you have to get completely in-depth on a topic, but you can cover the basics, and that's really how people learn anyway. Not everything has to be in-depth. You can create a Word doc, a Google doc. You can turn either of those into a PDF. And when it comes to the basics, you can teach your significant other how to do what it is that you do. You can, if you have children and they're old enough, you can teach them. You just have to document your process and Maybe once a year, you'll have to update it if things change. Maybe not. But then if you take it another step further, you can also sell whatever it is that you document. A lot of times we document things, at least this is how I did it, because I wanted to make sure that every time I went through certain processes, I wasn't forgetting something. I wanted to make sure 
that I had dotted the I's and crossed the T's. But then I realized that I could use that same documentation to teach someone else how to do things, maybe filling in some of the gaps here and there. And then as time went on, I realized that I could also sell whatever it was that I was documenting. So I would be able to sell white papers for uh, 20 bucks, 10, 20 bucks, depending on what it was. And other people would learn how to do that process for themselves. Now, these were some of the beginning discoveries that you'll make. Similar things will happen to you when you're ready to scale your business and take it to the next level. Or if you just want to fix some things that are broken, you ask that question, is there a way to make this entire process simpler, easier? Are there certain things I'm willing to let go of in order to secure the kind of automation that I'm looking for? I mean, there's pros and cons to everything. The other day I was at a, I guess you call it a fast food pizza restaurant, and it was one of the newer ones in our area. We have quite a few here. And there was a story about how the owner, I believe the owner was from Ohio, was trying to make sure that even though they were going to expand as a franchise, they wanted to make sure the quality was as close to the original as possible. Now, you know, every time you mass produce something, there's the argument that the quality just isn't there. But over time, people learn how to improve that quality so that the people aren't disappointed with their purchase and they keep people as their customers. So this pizza we've been buying, Lori and I, for going on three or four years now. It wasn't recently until it kind of slipped. I think that more has to do with the people working there than the ingredients they're using. But anyway, the point is, is that these processes, you can look back 50 years ago, 100 years ago, and see examples of how assembly lines were first put together. I believe Ford was the creator of the original assembly line, and just see how all of these processes were improved over, over time. And you can apply that mentality to your business. You can look at what you're currently doing, even if you're not making enough money yet, even if you're not sure, well, I'm not really sure what my next step is. I know I have to be possibly more successful with my sales and marketing, but there's probably things that you're doing manually that take up a lot of your time that if you could start with automating that and you see what a relief it is to no longer have to invest the time and energy into doing certain things manually, how it frees up your time to do other things. And that's what scaling for a solopreneur is all about. And that's why so many people are doing it now and doing it successfully and making more money than they thought possible when they started their business. So you go through this discovery period of time where you become not just aware that there's room for improvement, but you actually begin to take the first steps in making that a reality. So sometimes people have to take these small steps first and then they can see for themselves, hey, it is possible for me to multiply what I'm doing and to get out of this little rut that I'm in. I don't think there's a business person alive who hasn't been stuck in a rut at one time or another. I know I've been stuck in ruts several times over the last 20 something years. So, but you know, I don't panic anymore and I don't resign myself to staying there. I know what it is now. You know, the market's changed, so I have to change my product offerings. I have to change my sales materials. But let me not get too deep into that for the sake of keeping on our, our topic here. The point I'm trying to make is you're going to learn how to, even if you start out with simply documenting your process, standard operating procedures is what some people call them. They even sell those online. 
For example, you can buy standard operating procedures in PDF form that will teach you how to set up Google Analytics for whatever type of business, whatever type of website that you have, or how to set up Facebook advertising for a new client. And instead of having to manually teach someone that you bring on board how to manage something, if you're going to hire people, for example, then you just share the uh, standard operating procedure materials with them and they can learn it on their own time. Or you share it with a friend or family member. You get what I'm saying. But the idea here is that once you realize that you can do the work once and benefit from that work over and over and over again, instead of doing everything manual, most of you repeat yourselves sharing the same information with each and every client that you have. And it takes a lot of time. I did the same thing. And then I learned I can teach it once I can record it. I can document it. And then I can share that information with everyone who needs it. I don't have to be there physically. We don't have to be there across the table from one another or even on a video call at the same time. That person can digest or get that information whenever it's convenient for them. They can get it at two in the morning if they can't sleep for whatever reason one night. I don't have to be there with them. So for those of you you know, who onboard new clients, new customers, you can do the same thing. You can use video, audio, text documents to walk people through your process. You can have a frequently asked questions link available where if they have common questions that are asked over and over again, make it available. Make it easy for people to get that information. What's the alternative? Well, you just... You open up your inbox, someone has a question, you go back and forth with four or five emails, that takes time, it breaks whatever focus that you have on a project that you may be doing, or it stops your momentum from moving forward. So I'm sure that I don't have to convince you that those things happen, you know, we've all been there. So you can make those materials available, or you could just do it one person at a time, over and over and over again problem with that, with this hyper-personalized, I'm going to talk to everyone every time. And if anyone has a question, I got to be the one to answer it. And I don't want to have it in pre-recorded or material form. The problem is, is that some days you're not even going to be on the top of your game. You're going to be distracted. You're going to be tired. And maybe you leave that information out. At least if you have it all in a single recording or all in documents that the person can easily access, you can point them in that direction and it saves everyone time. Taking it the next step further, you can learn how to productize your service. And for the most part, most of the people I know that are doing well, most of them have ruled out custom work altogether. I know that comes as a shock to some people. Most of, most of us get started by doing custom work for each and every customer. But the custom work takes a lot of time, and most of the time, you're not getting paid what you're worth most people who do custom work unless they're doing all high-end stuff. Obviously, not everything in a business can be automated. Even the things that are 100% automated, there's usually one person there to make sure that the automation doesn't break down or if it does grind to a halt to start things back up again. But on the other hand, some things can be partially or semi-automated. In other words, sometimes you have elements that are pre-built or pre-made or partially laid out, and your starting point as an individual hands-on type of person is no longer at the beginning but it's at the midway point or maybe at the 75% point. So you're only doing 25% of the manual work, whereas in the past, you were doing 100% of it. But there's always ways that things could be done faster while still meeting the needs of your customers. 
So when you look at people like copywriters or designers or people in the digital space today, if they've been there for a while, most likely they're using swipe files that contain materials from past campaigns created by themselves and others, things that are there to give them ideas, a starting point, if you will, without having to look at a blank screen. I know a lot of designers today that use templates. Again, some they've built for themselves and some they've bought from other designers. The idea here is simple. No matter what type of business or industry we're in, time is money. And this allows us to get projects done faster and cheaper than may have been possible in the past. I know a few friends of mine who build their own websites. They only do so these days from existing templates, like a car showroom, so to speak. They display all of their design templates that they have available for prospective customers. And that's what the clients choose from. And then they do some minor customizations, maybe with which fonts are available or color schemes or switching out text and logos and things of that nature. In other words, they're not doing everything 100% custom. Most of the project is already completed by the time they get started. And then a lot of them focus on things like SEO because that's seen as a valuable service by a lot of people wanting to build a website who haven't already done so. And a lot of people who have maybe in the past, but what they have is not up to the current, what's considered best practices in the website design world. I'm just using website design as an example, but we can apply this to any type of digital business or digital service. So this is a way also to productize an existing service that you have, and it makes it much easier to scale your business. Remember, we're talking about scaling a business without hiring a full-time team of people. So if you start with websites that are already basically 75% built or sales copy that is 50 to 75% written, you know, there's a logic, whether we're writing copy or whether we're creating a design or whether we're editing, regardless of what we're doing in the online world, in the online space, whether we're training, there's a certain methodology that's in place. And it's not something that we have to do from scratch each and every time. Now imagine owning a clothing store. All of the clothing in our inventory, in your inventory, how would you display it? You would put it on racks or, or hangers or, or mannequins and people would come into your store and they would look at what you had available. And maybe the options are different sizes, small, medium, large, extra large, extra, extra large, maybe extra, extra small, depending on where you're located. Everything would be out there the various styles, the various sizes, the various color options. The customer really wouldn't have options beyond what was available in your inventory. And a lot of people in the digital space are approaching digital business this way. There's a pre-made, pre-built inventory there. And, and you can add to it, of course, over time. I know many people that sell pre-made designs. That particular design may have started out as a custom job. And it was it, they, it had such a positive effect on the client that the designer went ahead and created a slightly different version of it to make it available for future clients. You know, we wouldn't have a custom clothing store where someone would come in and they would maybe pick out the materials and we would have a tailor that would measure their arm length and their inseam and do all of that. There are stores that do that. For example, you can buy a suit on, that's already pre-made on a rack and you can have slight alterations done to it by a seamstress 
or like in a large city like a New York or a London or I'm sure like a Sydney or wherever there's a lot of people, there are, of course, places where you can have customized everything. Maybe you're going to really pay for that. You're not going to get a great deal, so to speak, on a custom suit. Let's just stay with the clothing unless you've probably already spent tens of thousands of dollars with that particular business in the past. Recently, I saw a show talking about the Rolling Stones, and at this one part, they were talking about Charlie Watts. He was the drummer of the Rolling Stones who recently passed away. I think it was back in 2021, and they were talking about where he had his suits made, and he had so many custom suits made over the years, and that was just one of the benefits of his success. So if you're going to make something custom, doesn't it make sense to begin seeing some of those solutions as being custom premium products or solutions? I realize that making changes like this usually don't happen overnight. It's usually a process of dividing up what's going to be custom and what's going to be more or less off the shelf. And I know that most businesses don't usually begin with this kind of mindset. I know I didn't begin this way. And yeah, it's easier to look at a business and think, like a worker in that business than it is to think like a business owner. It's a process of making gradual improvements until we realize that, yes, I can do what I'm doing without working harder, but working smarter. And I could build something above and beyond what I would be able to do if I keep doing things the old way. So as you think about your future, consider some of these possibilities. Is it possible to build something bigger and better than what you're currently working on today? I think, well, I guess I'll have to leave the answer to that question with you. But I think for most of you, I think the answer would definitely be yes. All right, that's about all for today. We'll go ahead and put the bookmarker in it there. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you think it will help a friend, please go ahead and share the episode link with them or send them to jimgalliano.com forward slash podcast. All the back episodes are available there. If you haven't subscribed to my monthly newsletter yet, the Digital Strategist Newsletter, go ahead and do that at jimsnewsletter.com. That's jimsnewsletter.com. I think you'll really enjoy it. Thanks again for listening. Have a great rest of your week, and I'll talk to you later.